Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we tackle the often complicated world of money and finance. My name is Kevin. And this is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to all things money. We'll do our best to define concepts, give some examples, and just have a casual conversation about money and wealth. It is important to note here that we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share on this podcast should be taken as general education and financial entertainment and must not be misconstrued as official financial advice. How are you, Van? I'm doing well. How are you doing, sir? Good. Glad to be back yeah. and into the meat of another new episode. That's right. Hey, we're, we're being consistent. We're being consistent. Yes. That's right. Yes. Uh, we And folks, if, I, I don't know if we're doing weekly anymore, but we did definitely just uh, release the episode of, with Caleb, right. which was great. And that was a great conversation. I thought a great kickoff to our kind of this renewed uh, purpose of the show, right. right? So that was a great conversation. But one of the things that came out of that episode, right, Van, was about backdoor Roth IRA. Right, and we had spoken about this a few episodes back, right? Yeah, we we certainly have touched upon. I feel like throughout the life of our uh, of our life of our show, because something that you've constantly brought up as a good way to still contribute to a an IRA or a Roth IRA, right? Uh, even if you don't meet the financial requirements, and during that, or actually, if you exceed or, the financial requirements, yeah. that's right. So mm-hmm. I apologize. Um, and I've been telling Van, I said, you know, it'd be great if we could just dive deeper into a Roth, that backdoor Roth, sure. because I think there are quite a few people who are, have been asking about it. Right. And I know we have a, I listed here episode 20 um, where we call it Roth IRA Advance uh, episode. We did have a, int- um, not really introduction, but we did explain what a backdoor Roth IRA was and all yep. that. But I figured this is a good a refresher course because, it, you know, it is the new year, right, Kevin? Yeah. So it, it's a good opportunity for us to re-explain and kind of you know, because I think we, since we had a couple of questions about it, we figured this would be a good opportunity to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So why don't we dive right in? So, Kevin, um, why don't you explain to us what a Roth IRA is? Sure. Uh, I'm going to do my very best here. Sure. Um, as I mentioned, I'm going to try to give a layman's explanation. Oh, that's uh, always the best type yeah. of explanation. <laughs> because if you want to go back and actually get the official definition, you can, uh, I think episode 19 and episode 20 will give you a much more in-depth uh, analysis. Is right. that correct? That's right. Perfect. So, a Roth IRA. Don't recall what Roth stood for. Uh, it was uh, for Senator Roth. Ah, that's right. right. Yeah. Senator Mis- Roth. Mr. Poli- politician here. <laughs> Mr. Politician. I apologize. <laughs> that's right. Senator Roth, I guess, had come up with this uh, terminology for this, this IRA. So IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. Right. right. So it is basically, the way I see it, a retirement tool uh, for people to put finances, uh, I guess, uh, put part of their income into Mm -hmm. to save for retirement in the future. But there is a difference between a traditional Roth, uh, sorry, traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. That's correct. Traditional, of course, is going to be pre-tax money. Right. And then Roth would be post-tax, meaning you would be paying your taxes up front. But then when you take it out later, you're not going to be taxed on it. Right. So the general idea is whatever balance you see in your Roth IRA is completely yours. Um, The government doesn't take any more out of that because in a way you already paid taxes up front for it. So it's just not going to be taxed again for your Roth IRA. Right. So, Van, based upon that just basic definition, why does a backdoor Roth IRA come about? And we kind of alluded to it a little bit. Right. So, the the main reason um, for the backdoor Roth IRA is because there are income limitations Mm -hmm. on uh, being able to contribute to a uh, a regular Roth IRA. Because uh, as of 2020, um, for single people or people filing single under taxes, you cannot make more than one hundred thirty-nine thousand uh, dollars with your, you know, what is it, uh, modified adjusted gross income, yep. right? And then for those filing married 
paid um, will be, you can make more than $206,000. And the, the idea is with the Roth IRA, it's not really designed for people who make higher incomes or pe- right. you know, really people like, you know, Caleb and, you know, probably like, like you too. Oh, right, Kevin? oh don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> Caleb, yes. But no, exactly. I think the idea is that because this is going to be money that grows tax free right. in the Roth, um, you know, honestly, if you're making gazillion, bajillion dollars, you really don't need more tax breaks. Sure. And sure. I think that's the reason for some of these income limitations, right? Right. And, uh, I mean, it, it's just, I think, even though it's um, the backdoor Roth IRA provides us some sort of loophole for all this, I mean, yeah. I think it's for somebody who aren't making, like, a bajillion dollars, right. you know, somebody making, you know, over $200,000, I think it's still beneficial for yeah. somebody to uh, contribute just, to a backdoor. Just right over the threshold, you know? Exactly. Like, what if you made 140000 Like, Ex- oh, that kind of stinks. You're exactly. Yeah. Because it's kind of of like, you know, their government in a way is kind of uh, not really punishing you, but penalizing you because you're, you're doing really good. Right. 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 So true. <laughs> so but what are some of the what are the contribution limits today? So the contribution limit is actually remains the same as in 2019, which is six thousand dollars per year. OK. So gotcha. uh, whether you put it in the regular Roth IRA, a traditional IRA or the, in this case, a backdoor Roth IRA, still is the same limitation there. So if so if you have someone who's just let's just kind of run an example if someone who does make more single mm-hmm. uh, they make more than 139,000 you're telling me they cannot contribute the 6,000 they can well t- not directly not directly not the directly. way that anybody who is making 139,000 or less right. would be able to okay exactly and hence why we need a backdoor Roth IRA well I mean it's not a need but it's just there was a loophole <laughs> yeah. that it's somebody loophole. I don't know I, you know somebody it, it's kind of interesting because there, I can't really find any References on who actually discovered this oh. uh, because somebody had discovered this and leaked it out online, and it's, it's kind of a very clever loophole, I have to gotcha. say. Right? Well, let's, well, why don't you explain to us what, how it all works? Sure. So um, this is something that um, I, mean, I mean, I was joking about you, know, you being high income, but yeah. you know, my wife and I, we make pretty decent income oh, as well. Oh, wow, yeah. really? <laughs> and I would say we, yeah, we have, you know, we basically have been doing this for the past eight years, and so wow. far, I mean, the thing is, every year we have to look in a tax code because something like this can you know, kind of go away at any right. time. So right. we look at the tax code every year to see if whether or not it's still uh, we can do this uh, do a Roth IRA better question is like why do a Roth IRA obviously as you said um, this is a good way for high income earners to do so but right. I guess let's talk more about the why sure so um, you know unlike a 401k um, there you know if, let's say if uh, this is something that you know I never really condone unless you were you know you really really needed it but yeah. let's say you have to take a loan out of your 401k or whatnot right. right and typically through a 401k if you take that loan you have to pay that back yeah. with interest uh, back to yourself right but for a Roth IRA technically you can withdrawal that um the principal amount at any time. So let's say last year you contributed $5,000 into your Roth IRA. I mean, the very next day you can remove that $5,000. But let's say it grew to $7,000 from last last year to this year, then you can still pull out that $5,000, but you have to keep the other $2,000 that was, you know, that was the earned interest, right? In there, but the the idea is you know you, it's a lot more liquidable. I would say, uh, especially if you're in a bind, and there's really not a ton of penalty other than you know it's not growing for you. But in any case, uh, you know, if you contribute to it uh, directly, then uh, you could take it out at any time. But uh, if you do this conversion um, with the backdoor Roth IRA, you can actually take the principal out every five years. So they do kind of set some sort of stipulation on how often you can withdraw from that, right? So the idea with a Roth uh, is that if in the emergency situation Mm -hmm. and you need that cash, you will be able to actually get it out with penalty-free. Correct. Compared to a 401k or even a traditional. Regardless of your age. 
age even. Regardless. So that, oh, wow. That's okay. even, you know, that's another thing, right? That's because weird. a lot of people um, may have money in their retirement assets, but not as much in cash. So let's say some emergency comes up, they, you know, their cash is running low, then this is an option for you to use. But again, it's not something that you want to use as a bank account, but the option is there at least. Yeah. So, I mean, it's another nice thing to have. But sounds like the main reason is to help higher income earners be able to still contribute to this kind of uh, something that it has the government or the IRS has deemed to be appropriate exactly. for uh, growth for, uh, I guess, retirement accounts. Exactly. Got it. Cool. But it is something you say you said could go away literally next year. Absolutely, it could because be written out of the tax code. Yeah, because it, it is a like I said a loophole, and I um, I'm surprised it's actually stayed on for this long because it's not like it's a secret from the IRS. <laughs> so I, I would imagine that if uh, you know if the government or um, the, if the government wants to you know increase taxes or do some sort of another tax reform, I mean frankly I'm surprised it stayed from the last tax reform yeah. we had. And then you know it, this could be a very low hanging fruit for them, right? And remind us again, like a Roth. IRA, can you open that with any institution? Is that very common? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So you can pretty much open it anywhere, and it kind of gives you, you know, the world of diversification, you know, not diversification, but the world of choices that you can yeah. in there. Versus in your 401k, you have maybe a couple dozen funds, gotcha. whereas with a Roth IRA, you can really pick anything yeah. you want. The whole point of a traditional versus Roth is also a tax benefit, right? Correct. So the I think the traditional, um, actually, I'm pretty sure the traditional has the same income limitation as gotcha. well. Because you know, with a traditional, you know, you put in, um, let's say you put in after-tax money, but at the end of the year, then you can you claim that, so you can deduct it off of your income, right? right? But with a Roth IRA, there's really no deduction because it's kind of, you put after-tax money in there, and then you let it grow tax-free, and when you remove it, then you know there's gotcha. no taxes anymore. Yeah, that's, that. cr- that's great. So let's get into the meat of it then, sure. uh, Van. So like, how does a backdoor Roth IRA actually work? Okay, so I'm going to try to break it down. Yeah, you know, help uh, us out. Kind of, because uh, a lot of people have this term, question. Right? Yes, in layman's terms. <laughs> All right. So step number one is. You basically contribute to something called a non-deductible traditional IRA. Okay. All right, because right now when uh, you know we we can't, most people understand that traditional IRAs are pre, with pre-tax dollars, but yes. in a way it's that's not really true because oh. when you contribute to a traditional IRA, you you put in after-tax dollars in there, right? Right. But you right. can but the traditional IRA actually has two different buckets. There's a deductible one where you can deduct it at the end of the year. So let's say on your taxes. So like if you put in, let's say $5,000 at the end of the year, you can deduct that $5,000 from your total income. Right. And then there's a non-deductible one where you don't do any deduction at the end of the year at all. Okay. So you're basically still putting after-tax dollars into this non-deductible traditional IRA. Got it. All right. So that makes sense so far? Yeah. Okay. So then once you put money into your non-deductible IRA, step number two is you convert that non-deductible traditional IRA into a Roth IRA. So in a way, you're putting after-tax dollars into your non-deductible traditional IRA, and then you convert it to a Roth IRA, and then it's also in after-tax dollars. So now... Um, you know, that's that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and with that, you know, when you do that conversion, the only taxes that you have to pay are on any gains. But typically, what when I do it, I like to kind of just put it into the traditional uh, traditional IRA and then convert it almost right away. So that way, you know, if there's any gains or losses, it's not it's very negligible. It's maybe like a couple of bucks here and yeah. there, right? But um, it's not like yeah, I'm going to be paying taxes on like you know a huge amount of gains at all. Gotcha. Yeah. So I guess the so, okay, let's break that that down a little bit further. If if there, if you were to take post-tax dollars and contribute it into a non-deductible traditional IRA, isn't that the same thing as a Roth IRA? In a way, I mean, from 
let's see, like from a conception standpoint, it is, yeah. but from an IRS standpoint, it is not because oh. the IRS sees it as two different buckets. Got yeah, it. Because because putting money in a non-deductible traditional IRA is kind of stupid because yeah. if, there's, no benefit. there's no benefit because you put after tax dollars in there and then when you pull it out, you get taxed again. Yeah. You get taxed <laughs> twice, which is so stupid. But with this, when you convert the non-deductible traditional IRA into uh, Roth IRA, then now it becomes a different bucket in the IRS eyes and that those dollars no longer get taxed. Got it. And yeah. are there any issues with so? Uh, so I have two other questions. Mm-hmm. The first one is the conversion from a non-deductible traditional IRA mm-hmm. to a Roth IRA. What is the process for that? It, it's literally it's like a checkbox, <laughs> more or less. I mean, it depends oh, wow. on your brokerage. But with my Vanguard, it's just you know how much you know. There's a checkbox down there that says convert, you know, uh, to Roth IRA, and it's it already kind of built into the website because so many people already Probably do it. it. Yeah. Now, is there is there a tax event that happens when you do that? You do. So there is a tax event because okay. um, the, the tax event is on the conversion itself. Mm-hmm. So you will get a 1099 from your brokerage, and then you actually have to file a form. I think 86. Oh, okay. uh, I don't I don't know if I have that in my show notes, but yeah, in any yeah, case, there. 86. Oh, yeah. 86, yeah. So that's something that you actually have to file. But I mean, if you if you already have a tax person doing it or if you're doing it yourself, it's very easy to fill out. And, and is it a is there a tax like you're paying taxes on something? You just well, you're just paying taxes on whatever gains that you had during the conversion. Got right? it. So yeah. your point is to convert it right away so that you don't have you whatever gains you gains you get, have to pay taxes on is very minimal. Exactly. Got it. Um, and then my, I guess my second question to you is, with rego- when you move from a, a from a non-traditional, no, uh, I mean sorry, non-deductible, non-deductible mm-hmm. traditional IRA, um, is there? So you mentioned about income limitations. Right. So if you're a high earner, you make more than one hundred thirty-nine thousand mm-hmm. or more than two hundred six thousand as a married couple. Um, so they can contribute into a non-deductible traditional with no limitation. That's correct. God, because it. the only part that is uh, that's, you know, applies to the income limitation is really the, if the deductible part, right? Ah, so yeah. interesting. Okay, that makes sense mm-hmm. because otherwise. If they couldn't do a deductible, then they couldn't convert. Or, so it has to be the non-deductible traditional error. That's correct. Ah, yeah. ah. If I had a yeah. magic uh, sound effect, I would do it now. Oh, really? Ah. <laughs> all, the, all the fairy wands and all yeah. that, right? <laughs> well, I like your next point here uh, because it sounds too good to be true, Van, right. right? Is there any gotchas here that we got to think about? So there are, there are a couple gotchas. Um, number, number one gotcha is that it, it works the best if you have a zero balance in your traditional IRA today. Uh, zero balance in your okay. Yeah, because it, the problem is like I think when most people move from one job to the next, they convert that four hundred one k into a traditional IRA right. and all that because that's kind of what everyone's yep. been taught, right? But in that in this case, doing that would kind of affect your conversion because when you do the conversion, you, they look at your total IRA balance, not just the traditional uh, non deductible traditional IRA oh. part. So let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars in your traditional IRA, but you only want to convert like you know six thousand of it. Um, it looks at the entire hundred and six not just uh, 6,000, right? So, so both deductible and non-deductible. Exactly. Because, I mean, even though they treat that as separate buckets, but when they d- look at it from uh, like a taxable event, and, you know, it looks at it for under oh, everything. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, so it's, sucks. yeah, so, it, you know, they give it and they take it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so what happens if they looked at it as a whole? So in that case, you don't get, uh, you'll get taxed beyond the capital, the gains, oh, right? So you'll get taxed, like, because if you think about it from your 401k to your traditional IRA, it's all pre-tax dollars, right? When you do that, oh. when you do that, 
conversion. Yep, yep, yep. So it's now you have like a bucket that has pre-tax dollars and a bucket with post-tax dollars. So it becomes kind of complicated in that case. So Uncle Sam says, no, 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 Exactly. No, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, you know, there, there are a couple of things you can do um, that can help with that. So okay. one thing you can do is uh, if you haven't you know, converted that over yet, you can just keep it in your 401k. So okay. now it's in your that same bucket, right? Yeah. Um, another thing you can do is you can actually, uh, some employees may allow you to take your traditional IRA money with pre-tax dollars and roll it into their current 401k plan. So it's kind of like pre-tax to pre-tax again, okay. right? So that way you can zero out your IRA bucket. Got right? it. So Got when it. you do that, basically, you know, you can, then you can do this back to Roth IRA like very cleanly. But, wow. but the thing is, like, if you have a really crappy 401k plan, um, then this may not be optimal. But if, you know, for the most, for the average of 401k plan, I think this is a fine, you know, this plan is okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, now, what if I'm someone who has a 401, uh, sorry, a an, an existing IRA, uh, IRA okay. and I want to do this. So it, how would they, where would they move it to? So, and you're talking about, and they want to contribute or do this yeah. conversion process. Or so, is it kind of like, yeah. If I mean, if they're self-employed, I don't know. I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, but if they're like a W-2 earner, then like I said, you could, you have the option of asking your 401k provider to see if you can do uh, what, I think they call it reverse rollover oh, into okay. the 401k. Gotcha. So it's essentially moving money in your traditional IRA to your 401k. And so for you, uh, you've done it for eight years now. So now this will be the ninth year, I'm assuming you're going to try it, right? So so basically what's in your Roth IRA now is all things that you had moved into a non-deductible traditional uh, so, oh, actually, I what, guess that would. Actually, what I did before was I ended up paying the taxes up front because um, so when I, because at the time I think I only had like about maybe like thirty five thousand in gotcha. my tradition um, in the traditional IRA that was Got just it. sitting there. So I figured, you know, I'm just going to pay the taxes up front because my assumption was in the future I would be making more money, um, so my tax basis will be gotcha. uh, lower now versus yep. in the future. So if you're for those that want for those people that have a traditional, that's one option they could do too. Right. right, is kind of rip the bandaid off in some respects, pay that big potentially tax payment, but then to be able to do this. Yeah, but it, it depends because it depends on how big you. Oh, first of all, it depends on your income, and then yeah. it depends on how big of a balance is in the traditional yeah, IRA because true. let's say you know you did very well you have a couple hundred, yeah. a few hundred thousand dollars yeah. in there I mean that's a pretty big taxable event it. yeah you know because you'll be taxed almost at the highest level right if yeah you do that because you're basically getting like two hundred thousand dollars in income exactly yeah. but it's not going towards like your bills or anything yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it depends I mean I think a lot of people also when they you know if they get laid off or they quit their job and they know that their income that year is lower then that's a good opportunity but uh, beyond that if you're already gainfully employed and you're making pretty decent money I mean it, this is really for people who are making decent money already yeah. right so yeah. this is uh, you know I think it's you know it's kind of got to balance some of that yeah exactly because you know you don't want to make too big of a taxable event where you have to be paying like you know you know uh, taxes it with a you know, couple of commas in it or something yeah. well, I hear you. <laughs> well cool Vin. anything else uh, Roth I, I feel like I finally got it okay cool <laughs> which cool. is great because I feel like you and I have talked I have talked about this with you but every time I'm kind of like ah oh. I, I think I get it I mean, now I think I are, really get it are you and your wife in the position to do something like this or are you something or something that you think you're thinking about ours is a little bit different because uh, we're a family company right right and there's uh, there's like some 
there's something about our 401k tying like we like we actually can't do a an IRA for some like oh, it's really? like weird okay. because we we have a an actuary okay. that actually looks at all of the things and optimizes what's best for us. So I, I think we wouldn't be the best example. But if I was just kind of working on a, at a company, I think I would definitely do this. I see. Yeah. I see. Um, but I, I think we're actually not at that threshold yet. Okay. So I think we're okay. Gotcha. Like we're getting close, but um, so I, I guess at this point we'd still be able to do it just the easy traditional okay. kind of direct way. And, and that's probably the, the best way to do it if you can because yeah. this is you know is really this is for people who have exceeded that threshold but right. I mean if you can if you're below that threshold I would say just by all means just, you know just put it in yeah. while you still can yeah exactly so um, I know we have I well like both my wife and I used to work elsewhere and we do have that money that we did put somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a 401k through the government, I think. Yeah, 401k. And then Steph, uh, my wife, also had a 401k gotcha. in, uh, at her company. So we have those funds right. sitting there. But, but right. in any case, um, any other, I guess, final feedback here think, or another, other thoughts that no. people might think about? I think now I'm good. I mean, that's pretty much a uh, – hopefully that's a good primer yeah, for, no, I thought that was for Backdoor yeah. Roth IRA. Yeah. Thanks so much. No problem. Well, uh, folks, if you have any questions, comments, especially about this topic, f- feel free to reach out to us at a wealth at gmail.com, and we will talk to you guys next time. All right. Take care.